Hello and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece. That's right. We didn't change the podcast name since last time. <laughs> every, every every week, you're on the edge of your seats wondering, <laughs> is this the one they're gonna do it? <laughs> we are, we are still watching One Piece, and that's still the name. I'm I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Joe, who's seen more of the show than I have. That's true. I'm finally in Wano. I'm I'm. It's a, I'm far from caught up, but I'm in the the place <laughs> that is still happening now. I, uh, you know, I, I uh, considered could we change the name of the podcast when we got to We Go, but the answer is it's just not as good. <laughs> we Go watching One Piece is pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, and there's another opening down the line called We Can. I think is it. <laughs> we We can watch One Piece. We can. That's what, that's what we changed the the subject better to something. I was like, we can watch One Piece, we can. but we don't want to. That's the energy <laughs> after you get out of dress rows. It's like, hmm, well. <laughs> Uh, I like Dress Rosa. That energy comes somewhere in the middle when uh, there's eight up eight minutes of recap. Um, but we're we're I won't get ahead of ourselves quite yet because we're still at Fishman Island, the long, the long-awaited uh, arc that has been set up for far too fucking long. <laughs> uh, now we're in it and we're in Flashback City. It's been a while since we've had an episode of like just flashback. Yeah. Or uh, well, I guess that's not true because. We had a lot of that right after Marineford with with Sabo, the Sabo story. I just already forgot about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now we're going to have story time with Uncle Jinbei, um, who tells us about fish racism. And I, it's going to be an episode <laughs> where we deal with that. <laughs> and we haven't talked about it ahead of time, but I know there's going to be a lot of c- c- discussions because you said you have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts uh, that I alluded to <laughs> in the last <laughs> episode. and. Uh, this is this is that episode. We're talking about uh, 540, 541, uh, and then 543 through 547, uh, because there's a filler episode that wasn't even on Funimation for me to skip. Yeah, it wasn't but on I, um, Hulu for me. I'm not surprised. It's probably on Crunchyroll. It's a Toriko one. Yeah. So we're, we'll talk about it on the Patreon eventually. But yes, that's, that's, uh, that's why those numbers are weird. But... It is all still, of course, uh, Fishman Island backstory. And who boy, is there a lot of it? <laughs> Don't you want to know why Arlong was the way Arlong is? Was? Where is he? In jail forever? Yeah, there's a lot of... We're flashing back to the basic history behind race relations in Fishman Island. Um. Uh, uh, recently, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's 15 years, but it's like... You know, you you start that point in time where stuff's bad. It just is. We're 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 seeing some some names that we know deal with it, like Fisher Tiger mm. and and Jinbei and Arlong and the uh, the the Queen Otohime, who we are now see- seeing for the first time, basically. Something I want to get right out of the way is I like how in the recap part of each episode they include Jinbei's telling all the straw hats about what's going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't they don't just do a recap of like what's been happening in the recap they also make sure to let you know that the straw hats are listening in because yes they cut back like once an episode to show jinbei sitting there in case you forgot that yeah well it's important <laughs> to i guess ground his voice in it even though there's definitely things 
sh- like being shown in the flashback that I don't think he is canonically saying. Like the Deccan <laughs> stuff, I doubt he would actually say. <laughs> That just... Or even know about. <laughs> exactly. And uh, know but it's about Deccan like creeping on a six year old. Yeah, but that is still included in the flashback for us the viewers. So it's kinda <laughs> cake and eating. But yes, Jinbei says story time. And uh we're just in it right away. We flash back to I think fifteen years ago is where we start. Um on Fishman Island. There's a couple of jumps forward in time, but I think it starts at fifteen. I think because I think we when we first see Chirahoshi, she's like one even though she's huge but anyways it starts with some nameless fish man stealing some money and he has a hostage of a mermaid he's wearing like a mask over his face and then we see uh we i mean we've seen a picture of the queen queen otohime so we we can recognize her when she runs in and dodges his bullets and smacks him in the face (laughs) um Of all the things that I have to say about this arc, what it, and, and what it does, how it does it, whenever it plays her for comedy, I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> That's the thing that I'm like, I'm always like, uh, this just feels weird. But they immediately do it because this introduction with her, she is like, or at least it reads to me as playing for comedy when she whines about her hand hurting. Um, is she? This doesn't really come up again. I don't think, but in this opening scene, it kind of plays her as she was born with with paper skin and glass bones, uh, because she bit, smacks yeah. someone once and she's like, "I'm bleeding now." <laughs> I I think I think it, I it could be that I just think she just smacked up really fucking hard. <laughs> I I guess that's it because for some reason when that happened, I was like, "Oh yeah." She's a, a piece of grass, but it never comes up again. So maybe I was just misremembering again. So I was like, I, I don't know. It's weird that that's such a big detail uh, up up top in this uh, this introduction to her. The 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 conversa- the like lecture slash thing that ha- conversation. I guess that happens here feels like on the nose and oh, weird. Oh yeah, so like, much she- of it is on the nose. <laughs> But it's, she's it's, just like, you can't be doing this. But also, I have failed you as a leader by by not helping the conditions that have led you to be in this situation. But also, you can't continue the cycle. Yeah, it's I mean, that's the that's the that's this whole flashback in a nutshell, I think, where it's like it's on the nose. But also it's like there's no solution hidden in it. It's just like no. I'm mad at you for doing the things that you are forced to do. But. You can't do that. <laughs> it's my fault, but you can't do that. And then, like, none of her, like, she has a lot of goals as a queen of Fishman Island this time. None of them are improving the life of people here right now. She's like, she is so focused on, you know, our life. You know, we have to be equal to humans. We got to have a place on the surface. And this opening scene is like, look, your conditions are so bad that you have to steal and, like, to commit crimes to take care of your family, which is, yes, very, very on the nose for this racism-bad flashback we're getting. But she's like, but you still, it's still bad. But then, for that to be the opening, and for her only goal on screen to be, let's move. Let's move up <laughs> upstate. <laughs> and that'll solve all of our problems. Like, it, uh, may, uh, is it, would, would their material conditions improve if they did that? Is there a better economy um, they up there? They don't say so. Yes. Um, 
having uh, like they don't ever say it but absolutely trade would be easier for them so it would be like... i guess i just wish that was directly <laughs> like like we can you and i can assume that's yes, obvious yep. <laughs> yeah that's the thing is like we can get it but they don't they don't present any of that <laughs> so much so that i'm like am i giving oda too much credit it's one of those situations where i'm like okay yeah but is that what he's intending when he makes her so laser focused on this goal i don't know I, I think I think there's also there's an undercurrent right away of the racism will be less bad if they have more exposure to us, which uh, <laughs> not pro- proven false. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's another thing that I'm very confused about what Oda is intending, because so, like it seems to be preaching all of this like tolerance teaching is fine, but then repeatedly over and over again, that's just. Demon- like demonstrably false like <laughs> the humans never get better so i don't know exactly I, I don't know it's messy it's like <laughs> it's very much a portrait of something in motion it's like we know in the present things aren't better but like so is luffy supposed to fight these bad guys is he supposed to uh, not also uh fighting versus killing is a line that's drawn several times over these things i said we were going to jump around a bunch and this is already happening but um, anyways, yes, this scene is bizarre for all the reasons we've mentioned, um, but this is our introduction to Queen Otohime, uh, and it is as complicated and uh, self-contradictory as the rest of these episodes are going to be, I think. <laughs> she is one of two very important people in these flashbacks, the other being Fisher Tiger, who we've heard a lot about, and so many people see, look at the Fishman Island backstory, and they say, Oh, okay, these two characters are the big important people in this story about people, marginalized people fighting for their rights. Oda's doing a, a, a Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr. thing. So and that's always just been like a thing that I assumed was intended. And rewatching it today, I did like some Googling, like looking for discussion of like, did Oda ever say that? Have I just assumed he said that? As far as I can tell, he didn't. People have just always said like, you know, that's, that's what's happening. And I was like, well, if that's what's happening, it's dog shit at doing that <laughs> uh, for a lot of reasons. And I'm thinking now it's just like uh, people with uh, I, I, when I say people, I guess I mean white people posting online in English about one piece. So like um, ha- having this like fifth grade understanding of those people as political <laughs> figures being like, yeah, no, that's what he's doing. And I always assumed, oh, Oda has a fifth grade understanding of what those political figures did, and that's why the arc is messy. Um, in reality, I don't think he's going for that at all. I think I, I think he I don't think he's going for that. I I think you can draw some comparisons, and I th- really what he is going for overall is undermined by the fact that this is for twelve year old boys. Like, uh, th- that's one of many things the, I would say the, sh- the shonen trappings are kind of like make this all not great yes. as, it, as he could because of who the audience is. And there's certain parts that uh, I, f- that make me feel that way that I'll just, I'll bring up one. They pop up more yeah. so than just laying them all out here. Yeah. It seems like an amalgam of a couple different things. And it seems to like Oda is trying to handle this with like a, a severity of like, Okay, marginalization is real. I'm writing into my story. I will handle it seriously. I will draw from real events. But uh, he also has to work in this universe where he has established slavery is still happening. 
really. Yeah. Not even just like like that can't even just be a metaphor for marginalization at, at that. But too uh, that doesn't work. Um, but like between that happening, Arlong Park happened. That arc <laughs> happened, and we have emotional connections to it. So we can't exactly like like how how do you backfill that story? And even if you do want to pull from real things, I think a lot of people latch on to this again, like I'm oversimplified idea of like one historical person was was violent and the other one wasn't therefore and that's also an oversimplification of what one piece is doing with fisher tiger and otahime but it's just like there are so many other things going on like literal slavery and the specific what otohime is doing within the world he has created that has literal slavery in it still that makes no, nothing can be one to one, and I don't think he's trying to. And if he is, it's bad. Uh, but I just, I just genuinely don't think that's what he's trying to do. But those are those are some thoughts I had up top. <laughs> we'll get into more. <laughs> My other main one being that Otohime is light skinned, and Fisher Tiger is a, a fish man, which is of course with with big lips, which is coded to not be that. Yeah, that that's that's really what is missing to make this whole work is there isn't anything. There's nothing touching on the fact that a, a mermaid is more likely to be able to be relatable to by the humans than and a she fish is man. a queen. She has yeah. some like like <laughs> they're not recognized by the world government at this point in time. She does not have a seat at the table, but she has like some political power even though everyone yeah. seems to not agree with her uh, uh, around fishman island but it's very different and uh also like obviously like this is a, a japanese manga and anime i don't know if she's supposed to read as necessarily white or just lighter skin but i will say the dub gave her the whitest voice possible like <laughs> she, she's voiced by a woman who does uh, English covers of anime openings on YouTube. I don't know how you get whiter than that. <laughs> but anyways, a lot of prefacing. <laughs> uh, but the, yes, our introduction to her is this this scene where she smacks a man and tells her, I'm sorry that you are forced to do this, but don't do it. And uh, yeah, this this weird back and forth that will... I wouldn't say is predominant of her personality. Like, usually she's fine, I think. But this is just a weird introduction to her. Yeah. Uh, and then we learn that she wants to move her the island to the surface. You know, she wants, uh, I think, it partially just like, you know, literally, they are at the bottom of the sea <laughs> in like the one spot that they can get sunlight. And it's like, wouldn't it be great if we could just be like any other island that is, <laughs> you know, normal? <laughs> maybe that's, that's not the right word, maybe, but like, I don't know, not forced under the sea. And and she wants to be part of the world government and recognize because she would assume that would, you know, give them more, uh, I guess it's not explicitly said, but like legal protection that would help in some way with the marginalization fishmen uh, deal with. Because ever since the pirate era started, uh, pirates come through and suck shit, uh, which we already know. Yeah. Also, slavery exists and it's just legal and fine to, for them to do. <laughs> but her method of doing this is to get a lot of petition signatures. And understandably, from my point of view, the people of Fishman are like, I don't know if I want to be closer to humans. Yeah. I don't really have a strong experience to make me think that would go well. And she's like, well, eventually it would be, right? And they're like, mm, I'm not going to sign this piece of paper. And at this point, we're introduced to Jinbei, uh, who is a soldier for 
the Ryugu kingdom at this point in time. And he's like, it's just not that easy. You can't just go up there and it'll magically fix things. Uh, and then we get to see the giant baby, which is uh, Shirahoshi. Yep, I like how the princes just look like chibi, far away, small face versions of yeah. <laughs> their current form. Like he didn't bother to like do anything. He's just like, I'll just draw them smaller. They're so <laughs> distinct in their design. I don't know how you would make them younger without just making them smaller. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of true of Shirahoshi for the most part. <laughs> Can she be smaller? Uh, I mean, she is smaller. Uh, she is like the size of her brothers at this point in time when she is one years old. Uh, but anyways, uh, the, yeah, the brothers are there and, um, we get a scene where some human pirates are harassing people and Jinbei makes them fuck off. Um, at this point we jump back to the present where Chopper asks if being a crybaby is genetic, <laughs> which is a, a decent joke. Uh, Sanji is surprised that Jinbei was ever a soldier and he is like, well... And this is also, I think, that I think is, is one of the things on the notes. Is like, I grew up in the Fishman District. All I knew was fighting. There are a few things you are able to do after that. Yeah. Uh, sure. He explains that before Fisher Tiger left the Fishman District, he was, like, second to him in terms of, like, I don't know, whatever hierarchy existed. Power level. <laughs> yeah, I, I basically. But, like, this thing is, like, it's not like there was a crew or anything. It was just, like, Tiger was the person everyone looked up to in this quote-unquote lawless part of the area and he was second to that he also says that some fishman just helped kidnappers because that was i guess a way they could probably make money or not be targets themselves he doesn't say all that i'm assuming <laughs> but <laughs> he says that some fishmen help kidnappers uh however one day uh arlong existed he's existed i don't remember what age they said it doesn't matter he's got like a a way too tight tank top on um, He's Arlong, like the same age as Jinbei. Uh, I thought it was a little bit younger, but he, I probably. <laughs> it, 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 he's like the only time I remember seeing his age. They said he was like thirty something. So I, I just, I just assumed he's somewhere around Jinbei's age. Either the same or like a year or two younger. Yeah, I think they'd say, but I don't remember, and I don't want to dig for it right this second. But <laughs> uh, I, I maybe probably just the designs that made me always assume Arlong is younger, but. Uh, regardless, he steals a petition. He is, like, angry about, he's like, this won't work. Humans are irredeemable. There's no point in going back up there. I say back. I don't know if they were up there before. <laughs> I don't know if that's specified. There's a blank era. But <laughs> Jinbei shows up and stops them. Uh, stops Arlong. And as they're fighting, they call each other brother, which made me very worried I had forgotten something. But it just seems to be a term that they use for... <laughs> other fishmen from their area i think because they also call yeah. tiger brother when he shows up yeah because uh they all grew up in like an orphanage yeah i think that's yeah that's like i don't know if everyone in the fishman district is inherently an orphan but that seems to be the way that everyone is introduced yeah including all, all baby the... horty which we'll see later yeah uh i don't i don't like him um <laughs> his, good news he's the bad guy terrifying as a child <laughs> yeah basically Jinbei, Fisher Tiger, Arlong, and then all the bad guys. All, all the one half of the bad guys, the other half being Vanderdecken, are are just so happen to be orphans. Yeah, sure. Which is weird and maybe a convenience, but I don't care. They have too much other things to focus on. Yeah. Um, but Tiger shows up. He's back. He returns from his journey wherever he was, and uh, he's like, I need to go to the palace. I need to talk to the king and queen and soldier jenbei is like 
okay, yeah, I'll take you. This this pirate Arlong is useless in this situation. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so Tiger goes up and talks to Neptune, King Neptune, and Queen Otohime. Notably, I don't think we've mentioned much about Otohime's appearance because I assume people watch the show, but she's normal person size. <laughs> she's got a weird weird head shape. That's about it. Yeah, Her she head's is a little ovally, but she that's... is uh she's a goldfish mermaid, I believe I read. Yeah. So that's yeah, but she's not Neptune size or Shirahoshi size. Shirahoshi's bigger than a concerning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll talk about Shirahoshi later. Maybe there's a reason. <laughs> but uh, anyways, he's like, "Hey, I was up there. Uh, humans are really bad. I'm gonna go free all the slaves from Marijuana." And they're like, "Oh, that would be a bad look, though, right?" <laughs> like, which it's like it's so. Uh, may, may, I guess it's just all on the nose, but like they're like, but if you do that, there would be complications for fishmen also. Like it's bad now, slavery's bad, but if they learn that a fishman freed more slaves, they would be even worse. Which is like this weird, like pragmatic thing that uh, <laughs> Otohime is doing. I think it's mainly her doing all these conversations, but regardless, he, we obviously know that he goes up and does it. He goes up and he frees all the slaves from Mary's Wall, including uh, Bo Hancock and uh, her sisters. Um, I wonder if they were offered to get the Sun Pirate mark. Probably not, because they don't have it. But anyways, he does that. Jinbei learns about it and is like, he's actually, you know, going up there and confronting the Celestial Dragons. That's where the work is. I'm going to quit being a soldier and, and join him. Uh, so he does that. So does Arlong. And most of the people from the Fishman District are now following uh, Tiger. And we, before this episode ends, we get the introduction or reintroduction of that Sun Pirate symbol where he's like, everybody gets it. Then none of us know who was slaves. We've talked about this before in the podcast. That's a great thing that I like about the Sun Pirate. That's, uh, that's how they all get together. The, 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 the power trio, I suppose, of, of Fisher, Tiger, Jinbei, and uh, Arlong. It's weird to agree with Arlong in these flashbacks. That's like the weird, one of the weirder things about it. Obviously, it's trying to draw him as like too much of an aggressor, crossing all these lines. Uh, well, but I still we agree with him a lot of the time. Him, we don't see him being a. We just see him being like a grumpy asshole instead of just a bad guy at first. Yes, uh, he. Well, I mean, also it's like spoilers. Fisher Tiger dies. Uh, but. It, that seems to be what sets him on this pure revenge path that leads him to, I mean, first to impel down, but then uh, later to the East Blue and to, to make his little Arlong Park. So the show's very trying to be like, yeah, look, he dealt with a lot of shit. He's handling it the wrong way. <laughs> He's taking it out on, on maybe the wrong people. And then like, there's also the other half of it where Otohime is like, we shouldn't take it out on anybody. And I'm like, well, I don't agree with either of you. <laughs> Such is the Ark. Such is Fishman Island. The next episode, 541, Neptune says, at least in the dub verbatim, uh, his actions have only made more problems for, for Fishman Island, <laughs> which is uh, a loaded statement. <laughs> Otohimis says that she, they share the blame for not stopping him, uh, and she goes on to preach, uh, not all humans. Ba I mean, that's basically her whole bit is, is hashtag not all humans, but also... The show, like, sure makes it seem like all humans. Like, it's... Obviously, we know it's not. Luffy's pretty cool. Um, We've been dealing with with this prejudice against Fishman stuff 
since Sabahodi, basically. And but in these flashbacks, it seems like Otohime and then Fishman Island at this point in time exclusively deal with awful humans. And she is always just like, but but not all of them. And I just it, I wish she had evidence. <laughs> yeah, it's she it would help her if she'd be like, No, see the bad guys that come through here, they're they're pirates, and pirates are usually bad guys. That's the thing. She doesn't even pin it on like pirates, at least out loud. Maybe that's subtext. I think it comes up a couple times. It's like, no, it's just the pirates. But I know Jinbei says it enough. Uh, <laughs> near the end, even though at that point he's a warlord. But uh, maybe it's the writing. Maybe it is just the intention with writing her is just she has to be this always good, no nuance complication. She just always has to be that turn the other cheek character. And I just. And again, maybe this is a limitation of the demographic that it's written for. It's trying to be this really oversimplified thing. But Oda, you made a world where slavery is legal and common. I don't know what to. I, I you have to grapple with that. I think a little Here's bit. Here's really what what they're what they're getting at. Whether or not it's intentional to be like this is the message, but it's like what it's not clear through the characters don't really acknowledge it, but it's not. The celestial dragons are the ones that they are blaming for this stuff. Not it's not all the humans. The celestial dragons are the ones who are the main problem because they're the ones who are taking slaves, and encouraging people to take the slaves, which is like you can't do this thing cycle of whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure, a, a cla- like the issue being like no, it's not. It's it's class is the bigger issue that there's this crazy scary class of people who just get to do whatever they want. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a scary word. They normalize it. Um, <laughs> but, but the thing is like, uh, while yes, that is like the, the biggest problem is celestial dragons. Pirates, you know, are obviously encouraged to profit yeah. off of kidnapping and selling these people. But even so far as like that permeates, it starts with celestial dragons, that prejudice, I suppose. But like it permeates everywhere, even to like random ass people are just like, uh, that like treat Fisher Tiger like trash and like two episodes and also i guess the marines so there's like political power behind it but yeah i, I mean it's it's, I, it's everywhere i don't like it when people try to do like no no it's, it's rich people trying to pit poor people against each other because that's just what ra- racist escalators say to try and racist escalate the uh, mm-hmm. civil war too um <laughs> but it's it, it's the problem with this being made as like a younger action show that yes. you, you can't have, like, those things. And maybe he doesn't intend to, like, have as much. He's like, because I, I don't think in any way he's trying to say that one is doing it the right way and one's doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do think there is a level of both what she is doing and both what Fisher Tiger has done are necessary. Yes. But there, uh, <laughs> there, the thing is, there's just the occasional line or language where... It'll be like, well, Otohime's job was a lot harder because of Tiger. And it's like, ah, people actually say that about Malcolm X and, and MLK. Yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think it's supposed to be one-to-one that duology, <laughs> that false duology. But a lot of people seem to think that <laughs> and say that. Um, for, I, I don't know. Again, like, I, I, the thing is, I don't think this arc in this flashback story structure is trying to be like, these are the two important people. Because I think Jinbei and Arlong are equally important in what it's like, because it's showing multiple reactions to 
awful things happening and people trying to deal with it and solve it or make things better at least. Like, and I think Jinbei and Arlong are supposed to be viewed just as equally as Otohime and uh and Tiger, partially because so much of their language is like, we don't want the younger generations to have to deal like this. Even if there's a <laughs> Uh, a criticism you can make of a line like let the hatred die with us and it's like well the humans aren't gonna do that so what are you even talking about <laughs> but anyways yeah so they blame themselves for not stopping tiger and um uh one of otohime's big goals on top of just like relocating fishman island is she she says like you know some years down the line we can go to the the big meeting where all the real countries get to go in the world government. Funimation Dub calls this the World Summit. I'm assuming your uh, subtitle said Reverie. They said World Summit. Okay, interesting. Uh, as long I've Reverie is is a name that I've heard forever. Uh, I mean, when I watched this, I guess I should say oh, that was another thing I was going to mention. It's just you know these are these episodes are like nearly ten years old. <laughs> Not that, you know, racism was better 10 years ago, but I certainly think a lot of people are more, uh, dare I say, activated in the, in the past uh, 10 years. Yeah. Certainly myself. I, I, when I first watched this, I was just like, it's messy. I'm not going to think about it too hard. Now I'm like, I'm going to think about it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes. So The Reverie, uh, which is a common subtitles uh, for it. Also, Levely with the L is how Oda writes it. Um, but yeah, Funimation is calling it World Summit. Apparently, the first time this shit was mentioned was in Drum Island. Dalton brings it up. Uh, that like, oh yeah, you know, a couple years ago I was at the regular King meeting. Which means there's a four kids name for it. <laughs> that I wanna... <laughs> I think it's just called like Meeting of Kings or some shit. I know it was brought up in, in uh, Alabast as well. I think so. Yeah, I was looking at the, the wiki page for it. And it was, like, mentioning, like, all the times it's brought up, basically, because for some reason, when I was watching this my, the first time myself, uh, this was the first time I noticed it. Like, the, like mm. watching Fishman Island the first time is the first time I started to think, and partially because in the present, I think Shirohoshi or Jinbei says, like, oh, yeah, there's another one coming up soon. And I was like, that's going to be a big deal. <laughs> and I've just been stressed out since I saw uh, Fishman Island for the first time. And I think I was right to be stressed out. But, uh, yes, so uh, Viz calls it the World Meeting Reverie. Four kids called it League of the Kings. <laughs> um, and they happen every four years, which is it's great. like an election. Yeah, exactly like that. But, yeah, I, uh, I was looking at some of the different uh, mentions that have, like, come up. Um, apparently, Dragon was heavily discussed at one point and uh, many other things. Wonder why? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He's just a, he's just a guy. Normal dude. Bad dad. But I think it's funny that even just like four kids was like, League of Kings, no queens allowed. <laughs> just exclusively dudes. Um, <laughs> League of Kings is what I call the boys group chat. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite uh, MOBA. <laughs> Anyways. So, yes. It's mentioned a few times over out. But yes, I was, one, I was mainly wondering what your sub said but that's world summit um yep. apparently the the kanji apparently it literally translates to world council so i'm not hmm. funimation tends to use like literal terms baby horty shows up and he says uh he's basically stewie griffin and uh he's reading the newspaper about a tiger beating people up and he's like that's freaking sweet um i don't think he says sweet but he does say freaking in the dub 
<laughs> Hell yeah. And his, the, you know, his group of friends is exactly the same as his crew now, just yeah. younger. I, I like I like the cuttlefish one. That one's just still cool. I like yeah. that there's just a little, like, blue and purple guy that hangs out with them. They are, I think, good designs. I think I, I, Hody does look weird as a child, but, like, <laughs> overall, I think they're good designs. Anyways, uh, so now the Sun Pirates are out there just doing shit. Uh, they defend themselves from a Navy ship. Uh, I'd like an exchange that Tiger has with... I don't know if it's a random Marine or specifically someone like a captain or something, but, you know, they're saying that, like, you know, those slaves are property by their people, and he's like, do you see that mark on any of us? None of us have the mark that you're speaking of, which is why he did it. But also, he makes a a, a big deal about how he doesn't kill anybody. Um, He's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to beat you up. The threat of violence. And uh, we also get explicitly, uh, Arlong does kill. Arlong is like, no. I will, I, you will die. And he kills him. He kills a Marine. Uh, and then later Tiger chews him out for it. Uh, he's like, look, this isn't about revenge. This isn't about, uh, you know, enacting any grudges. This is about freedom and liberating these people, protecting yourself. Later, there's a conversation with just Tiger and Jinbei. And Tiger's like, look, I don't blame Arlong. Uh, and his reason, and he's like, you know, we're both dealing with, is similar prejudices and, and marginalization. And this is a line that I think is clear of, of what the arc is doing, but he's like, to, to, to Queen Otahime, there is no difference between Tiger and Arlong, is what he says. Um, and I'm like, well, <laughs> you're, you're drawing a clear line in the sand, but why you are different. Uh, but anyways, Jin, in the present, Jinbei's like, now I understand why he said that, what he means. And I'm like, I don't. But also he has a line Tiger says uh, in this flashback that the only thing he's afraid of is his own mind. And I don't know what that was supposed to mean. Did the dub or did the sub say that or something similar? Uh, I think it just means, oh, fuck, I, I do want to kill these humans, but I know it's not a good idea to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. I need to be better than them. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that energy in these episodes. They get bounties or specifically Tiger and Jinbei get bounties. I don't know if Arlong does. In any of these flashbacks? It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's Jinbei and Tiger, and then you see, like, people in town celebrating. Like, oh, man, those guys are cool. They got bounties. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, like, people to look up to uh, for, for what they're doing. Otohime still can't get people to sign her dang papers. And uh, three years pass, and then something completely different happens. <laughs> the Sun Pirates stop at an island, and they meet some people who have the mark of being a former slave, and they're like, Hey, we have this small child. We have this young girl who is one of the slaves that was liberated. Her name is Koala. Can you take her home for us since you're a boat? You are the Sun Pirates. We trust you with her. We don't think other people will uh, take care of her. And our Tiger's going to do it. Arlong is really against the idea because she's a human. I wrote down that he hits her. I don't remember. I think that's on the boat. Once she's on the boat. Yeah, he's just like, She's going to grow up to be racist and a shitty human. I'm going to beat her up. And then this is when I um I roll my eyes because um they don't they they have to make This is this is well, I, I was just like I was understanding what they were doing before like even if it wasn't great. And then when they did this it's like, "Oh, I mean, you have to show Arlong is just a bad guy, bad guy, bad guy." Because Everyone else, you show everyone else, like, what the fuck? That's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and 
it's you all, all we we could have what 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 we could have done with before this was just a quick thing of like Arlong being like you didn't see what happened to me when you were in the army or something or like Arlong having some kind of individualized experience with the human that yeah we never get makes him that. more because because if he has that I don't feel sorry for him and I'm not like oh, maybe Arlong was kind of right the whole time. I just go, no. Yeah, he sucks. And it ma- it makes more sense. But because of who it's aimed for, we have to show that he was always a bad guy. Yeah, he yeah he needs to see a child and think, well, they're human, so they're, they're guaranteed to be racist. And then he hits a child who was a former slave uh, and is clearly experiencing some sort of trauma constantly because she's locked into a smile all the time. And he remarks, that's creepy. <laughs> They, they, her, her being like locked into a smile, like before he's like hitting her and stuff, like she's like locked into a smile and then they like say stuff to her. She's like, oh, I guess I better clean. And it's like a comedy thing at first. It's, yeah, it's, it's played as like <laughs> absurd and I guess silly, but it's also so like the show seems to know that it's also deeply tragic. Yeah. That her response to just any interaction is I need to be cleaning and I can't show any emotion outside of content yeah and uh tiger's like hey don't do that we're not the celestial dragons we're not uh the people who forced you to feel this way for however long you've been alive and uh, you know he's mad at arlong he doesn't seem to do anything about it but uh jinbei talks to her for or tries to talk to her and then tiger just like takes her and gives her the the sun mark and everyone's like hey she's like a kid is that a good idea and he's like she's never gonna be able to move on if that mark is on her which Makes more sense symbolically than literally. Look at Hancock, but <laughs> but anyways, the big moment is that he's like, "Look, you are allowed to cry. You are allowed to process what you've dealt with." And the big, the big gesture that they're not like the celestial dragons is he's like, he takes his gun and walks over and throws it into the sea, and he's like, "Look, no weapon, not gonna be shitty to you." And then all the other pirates start to. Drop their own weapons, and then she cries, and it's uh, this big dramatic moment. And, of course, we have to see that Arlong is not participating. Mm-mm. Which would have been fine. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> enough. But I guess, uh, here's the thing. I saw the Arlong Park arc. I know he's hit children before. <laughs> Nami was like six. <laughs> he executed a child's mom in front of her. That's true. I mean, sent her to prison for the rest of her life. That's true, then... yes, yes. We have to assume that the four kids... Dub was canon up to the point that they dubbed it. Um, that would be the worst possible bit we could do, like on par with the Bon Clay replacing Luffy thing. Um, anyways, also, I just think uh, with how this arc goes, Arlong's extreme stuff makes more sense after Tiger dies. Before it, I'm like, okay, you were just always an asshole, sure. But again, like you said, we don't specifically see what he went through. Like, Tiger does break down and say, like, I went through these terrible things. That is why I feel the way I do. We don't get that for, like, anybody else. I guess the show is probably, you know, not thinking it needs it. I don't know if it does either. I think maybe for Arlong, since he's such an asshole. I think Arlong just needs a quick quip, like, hey, man, something specific happened to me that sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, they all grew up in orphans, like... I wasn't always an orphan. I watched them kill my parents in front of me. Yeah. I watched humans do it. Yeah. It's that know. easy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just he, 
He's such an asshole. We we skipped the Toriko episode. We're moving on to 543. <laughs> so, hold on. Not the time. <laughs> Learning about how racism is bad can wait a week. We Let's have to Luffy's... promote Toriko. Let's see what Luffy's up to with the funny blue-haired guy who, who <laughs> eats who eats a food. Uh, maybe they needed to like a palate cleanser um, with with all of this. But anyways, doesn't matter. We're moving on. Five forty-three. Uh, some time has passed. Unclear how much. I, I think, but uh, the Sun Pirates have gotten an eternal pose to the island that Koala is from. I don't remember its name. Uh, but it has a bunch of cactus. And uh, we learn from... Uh, this is our introduction, I believe, to the Sun Pirate's doctor, whose name is Aladdin. Uh, and yeah. uh, he's like, look, she still has a lot of trauma that she's going to be working through for a little bit. She was she was a slave. And Arlong is still I, really mean about it. I just... I, I like... A, hey, we got, you, we got you some new clothes. Gave you a haircut. H- how are you feeling, little girl? I got to clean, sorry. Yeah, that's just like it's 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 a weird thing to play for a bit, but they do. <laughs> if it wasn't a very cute kid with a silly face, it would fall much more flat than it does. Yeah, it's just a big old smile and stuff. If it was like if it was someone like an adult, it would just feel like really bad. Yeah. Or like a, extra or a, bad. Yeah, or fish fan. <laughs> Jin Bay talks to her. Uh or Jin Bay, no, Jin Bay talks to Arlong. And he's like, look, not every human is actively, you know, awful, hateful, this way that you view them. Koala is a kid who has suffered in a way that a lot of us have. And uh, he talks to Koala. He's like, why are you afraid? And we get our on-the-nose answer of, well, I just I just don't know anything about Fishman. And he's like, well, fear comes from ignorance. And it's like, okay, that can be part of it. That can be a, a quick answer of just teach the kids don't deal with uh, the people who are actively passing down these things. Sure. That's a, li- that's a later episode. What we do get is Hachan, who I haven't mentioned yet, but is here. Uh, and he plays a cute he get, little he game. Gets some, yeah, he gets some image rehabilitation a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was also kind of like a dummy in uh, Arlong Park in the first place. Yeah. Well, I think, but... I think Saba Odi is fine. Yeah, well, like, that's how, like, he he's shown as a bit of a dummy in Arlong Park, because it's the beginning of the series, but they show him, there's so many times where he's just like, I don't know, guys, this is, maybe we shouldn't be racist back at him, I don't know, Arlong, don't do this. Yeah, it, it seems to imply <laughs> that he follows Arlong because he's worried about him, he's like, I guess I should follow him, but yeah. I don't really agree with him. <laughs> but yeah, Arlong Park, I guess, however much time passes, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to follow him. I'll do what he says. Yeah, he plays a nice little game with the kid and is like, you know, guess which hand the toy is in, but he has too many hands. <laughs> Odds are against you. And uh, that's fine. And uh, then there's a cute montage of their travels to her home. The winter passes. She makes a tiny snowman. Um, She grows to like the sun pirates. And then they reach her home. And uh, she's really excited. She's like, I'm going to tell everyone that fishmen are actually great. Once you just got to know, you just got to talk to them and get to know them and not be racist to them. And uh, a tiger sort of reluctantly, um, I guess not. He he walks her home. I wouldn't say that part's reluctant, but (laughs) she's like being a cute kid with this guy that she has no reason to think people will be hateful and racist to. And she's like, I want to hold your hand. And he's like, oh, don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
And uh, they get to the village, a small, nondescript village. They're all very excited that Koala has, has come home and has been saved. Uh, however, they are racist to fish as well. Um, so, like, literally, Koala goes up to her mom and, and uh, is like, no, this is, like, they're great. These people are really, like, these fishmen are really, really nice. And the mom just like, well, you must be confused. <laughs> like, yeah. They brought you your child. <laughs> How are you? Okay. I mean, that's the point the, it's making. That's the point it's making. But it's mo- the, it's supposed the, to make situ- you frustrated. The situation didn't didn't go well, but it went at first went better than I expected. Yeah, it, it took longer to arrive at the inevitable conclusion than you might have it, predicted. It did a it did a something that I think is more. Uh, it's a bad word to describe what happens, but more satisfying way to have happen what we can under what we can expect to happen. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I follow you. They're not gonna do anything in front of the kid. Is like that's that seems to be their whole plan here. Uh, because uh, Tiger starts to walk back, but after he's far enough away from the village, uh, he is surrounded by Marines, um, including. Uh, what's this? I don't remember this dude's name. A gag name. manga character. Yeah, he has the uh, the Doug Dimidome haircut, but I don't... <laughs> Strawberry. His name's Strawberry. I was trying to think of his rank. I think it's a vice admiral at this point in time. But yes, he is a... Uh, whenever anything intentionally funny happens, I'm like, it's now the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Strawberry with the big hair comes in and um, uh, they attacked him. Bummer. And uh, also... Their ship on the shore is attacked by other marine ships. Yeah. Jinbei goes in to save Tiger. It's... He is told, yeah, they, uh... We said we wouldn't take the rightful slave back if they gave you up. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is when that, when that happens, it's like, oh, see, we're not supposed to blame them for being... They're, like, forced to be racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which is irritating <laughs> yeah but also like the marines are like fine we'll just take the fishmen slaves back and like, the human one will let go it's like okay yeah it's it, I, I i i'm glad it's at least that instead of like oh they just blast him as soon as he's done dropping off their kid because we we've seen like luffy fight the celestial dragons like he saw him saw luffy do a punch on him uh-huh. so like we we already have that catharsis that some of them have gotten what was coming to them. Yeah, I think that should be part of the opening though. I think I should watch that every every time I pull up my cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh but no. But yeah, so that's bad. Uh Jinbei goes in to save him and uh we see him fighting off Marines and he's very bloodied up. Uh but they get out alive. And uh I must have blinked. I think they take a marine vessel to escape. Yeah. Okay. I, I assumed that from context, but I think I missed it happening on screen. Oh, they didn't, we didn't see him, like, overtake the ship. It's just like, oh, we can assume they beat the Marines and got the ship. As, yeah, I just, from the following dialogue, I assume that must have been what happened. Um, because they, are, you know, have, are trying to escape. They've saved Tiger, but he's in real rough shape. And they're like, look, boss, you need a blood transfusion. None of us on the crew have the same blood type as you. You have a rare blood type. We've heard all this before. Uh, however, he rejects it because any blood that would be on this, uh, ship 
would be for humans, like human blood. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's the same blood for humans and fishmen. And he's like, no, but not really, though. Uh, or at least that's how the dub phrases it. I don't know if there actually is a difference. It's just compatible. But in the dub, they're just like, it's the same. No, the sub does like it's a, every living being has blood types that interchangeable. I guess the One Piece world is magical. I'm I I I let some things happen. Luffy can blow his hand up like a balloon. A woman can hold a baby for twenty months. With, <laughs> no, with, I with, just with, let that one go. With, with or without powers, I don't know. But look, it's 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 all fake. <laughs> None of this is real. Yeah, yeah, the blood stuff. I, I don't, I don't care about that really. Um, but I don't know if fish. I care about anything. Like, <laughs> it, it's all fake. But anyways, um, he on principle refuses the blood transfusion. Um, and everyone's like, "Why? Just, just live, please." And he says, "No." Um, he reveals that his his strong uh, feelings about this are rooted in the fact that he was a slave himself. And yeah, he wasn't on an adventure. He was just stuck being a slave. Yeah, I assume he was on an adventure for a second. A little bit <laughs> yeah, at first. For a little bit, yeah. He he did have somewhat of an adventure that he... He, he got at least a Saba Odi, but <laughs> bummer. Uh, and he explains that he escaped himself, but he knew he had to go back and uh, save all the people he did. We obviously know in between point A and point B now. Uh, but he yeah, he talks a lot. It's like, I don't want my legacy to be violent or hateful, so I don't want anyone to, you know, enact revenge on my behalf, or I don't want to live, you know, this spiteful, angry life. He he can't forgive that he does, in fact, have a devil inside him. He wants to do the violence, but he will not let himself. And then he dies. That's the end of the episode. That's That's our tiger mythos. His legacy is that. Um, his legacy's not done. I mean, there's still more sun pirates shit to talk about but uh that that was that was him that those are his ideals laid out he freed the slaves but he's still a lot more like otohime than a lot of the assumptions and other dialogue what have you assume he just actually does fight a marine with his fists otohimo seems to only slap fishmen <laughs> who are stealing things um but yeah i think the language is messy i don't know if the subs were any different I would assume probably not, because they're both Funimation. Yeah, it's, uh, I get I get what's going on, I think, but it's not great. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's the thing, I get what it's going for. But it's very much the kind of thing where it's like, if this is intended to be specific civil rights leader, you, you fucked up pretty bad. If you're trying to be like this amalgam different thing, it's messy for different reasons. I was I was reading a lot of... I was reading, unfortunately, Reddit posts <laughs> about how different people had felt about it. There was just, like, other examples. It was, like, actually, his ideologies line up a lot more with, like, these other people, uh, uh, including, like, uh, comparing it to Nat Turner because it was literally, like, a slave uh, revolution. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's a specific thing that happened that can be referenced, but... Yeah, I'm not saying any of this was intentional to draw like real world comparisons. I, just I don't think, think he, so either. I, 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 I mean, it's bold to assume that this man gives a shit about American like history and politics. <laughs> um. Yeah, it just I feel so many people have assumed that like yeah o- over time, and I mean I don't I I do think like fishmen are 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 coded to be like yeah 
and obviously this, this arc is so much about like marginalization slavery attempts of liberation from it from that from those forces to you know varied results <laughs> but anyways that's fisher tiger um but yeah i i think for oda's benefit i don't think it's intended to be a one-to-one of anything um because if he again if he was fucked it up real bad <laughs> if it's just a weird amalgam trying to make its own ideals and messages with the world he has made up to this point then we can criticize it for that but uh it's at least a little better in terms of knowing what the fuck he's talking about yeah uh but anyways yes um the next episode 544 uh arlong's very angry about this uh understandably i suppose and he's arguing with hachan about like look we shouldn't be showing humans any consideration any sympathy any care hachan's like uh, i don't know I, I align more with what Tiger said than what you're saying now. But he leaves, Arlong, I mean, and he goes to get revenge on that island and fuck up those marines. And uh, bad news, Kazaru shows up hmm. with a fun little good. hat. <laughs> He's not an admiral yet. No, I don't remember what title he has, but... He's vice admiral. <laughs> okay, well, I, yeah, he has a strong double fruit. I suppose he moves up fast. Um, But he's taken in to Impel Down, and he's questioned... He says a bunch of shit about what happened with Tiger. I don't, I didn't write it down. I just know that later Jinbei's like, eh, let him say whatever he wants. Uh, And Aladdin also is like, maybe we should just let Arlong do his own shit and not try and like take him in. I think that would cause us more problems. So that's what happens. Jinbei becomes the leader of the Sun Pirates just kind of by being the second in command. And uh, he honors Tiger's, uh, you know, feelings by, like, you're like we're still not going to kill anybody. We're, we're still going to, you know, live by that. And uh, for some, back at Fishbane Island, at this point, Odahime says that now she can understand his pain. Which I'm like, hmm. <laughs> because he's dead? <laughs> because he died? I don't know, but also this is when I, I wrote down, like, it's very strange that the person on this side of things is lighter skin but um anyways uh i mean the whole fish thing is a very imperfect metaphor and that's like it's weird that he was like look fish can look like anything but also i'm doubling down on racism like it's it's here's (laughs) here's why that that's why whenever you try to do a racism allegory with made-up creatures it doesn't work real creatures doesn't work for fucking zootopia either no because um, you know, I I would like to believe that if I lived in One Piece, I would not be racist afraid of the fishmen. Mm-hmm. However, if that cuttlefish guy showed up outside my house, I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, fucking Max Landis shitheads fucking Bright movie is stupid. It's like... I said, well, well, it, he, that was his monsters. Star Wars. That was his they, Star Wars story. You have to understand. They, they look like monsters. That's, <laughs> you can't. That's, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Which, which, which I know when, when you do stuff like that, the whole point is supposed to be like, oh, they look scary and they're people. Or like, this is how ridiculous it is that no matter how people look, you should not treat them differently, even if they look like a big scary monster. Well, that movie's dog shit. Point. It's one yeah. of the worst screenplays ever put to paper. <laughs> they should they should have hired a real screenwriter, but um, 
or, or like it's not done fucking, it. <laughs> just like I don't know, an octopus guy. He can hold. He can hold a bunch of guns and shoot me. I live in a world of fucking pirates. That's yeah. a little, I'm just gonna be concerned on principle of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the thing. Like the me- the metaphor extremely doesn't work. But like, and I think Oda has. I, that's that. That's a, like the point I'm trying to get to with like when we get to Fishman Island. Oda is like, look, Fishman can be anything. They're not all large, physically opposing people, even though that's when they're introduced 10 years earlier, that's what they are. Like, that's it. It's like, yeah, no, they're just these big, uh, strong people who are awful to humans and have done terrible things. And he's like slowly backpedaling it and being like, prejudice. Let's talk about that. Also, they're not all coded this aggressive way that I pinned them for in chapter uh, 50. (laughs) But uh, yeah, but then, like, simultaneously, he doubles down on this, like, history of, like, slavery and uh, and, and all this stuff. It's just, yeah, it's, uh, whenever Oda intentionally tries to be political, I, I usually feel like this. When he doesn't realize he's making anti-fascist shit, when Luffy punches a celestial dragon, uh, or, or I, I mean, I think he knows the weight of that, but I don't think he, he would call... Luffy anti-fascist is my opinion based on the text <laughs> or like I don't know Dress Rosa or uh, Alabasta any of that stuff but um I don't I, I don't know anyways uh, Otohime now feels this pain uh, a little too late now we're gonna focus on her for the rest of these flashbacks basically she still trying to get these fucking signatures doesn't she know the petitions don't do anything and she is like, look, I'm just going to be, you know, so agreeable and nice all the time. I'm going to do everything I can to change a human's mind uh, about how they feel about us. So much so that she's like, she's teaching kids to be open-minded. Um, she is saving shipwrecked people, which I don't think is, uh, for my, my immediately thought was like, oh, siren metaphor. That can't be, intent- that has to be like something he just didn't consider. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Because it's just a a weird crossover. But anyways, yeah, so she saves some pirates. That's Shipwreck. And uh, she's talking to some people after that about the petition. And they're like, hey, how's that going? And she's like, oh, well, I've got a lot of sheets here filled with 10 signatures each. So I finally got about a thousand signatures. But there's 5 million people on this island. So I'm not done. And uh, they're like, okay, cool. We're going to take ours out. We're gonna rem- we're gonna strike ours from the record, which accounts for half of the signatures you have. And she's like confused and concerned and upset. And they're like, "Oh yeah, the humans that you rescued the other day robbed us. They were shitty, awful <laughs> pirates." <laughs> like all of this happens. Like the the majority of the people they see suck shit because of pirates having to pass through Fishman Island to uh, get to the New World. Bummer. So yeah, they pull out their signatures, and uh, the next scene we get, which is very strange, <laughs> it's really goofy. It's epic, and that's why it's strange that it's played for. In my opinion, it feels like it's being played for comedy. I think so. But uh, she gets drunk and screams at people over the PA system on the whole island. It's, it's. I think it's supposed to be funny in the similar way that she just like smacks the thief that like. 
especially when they say there's like five million people in yeah. Fish Fishman Island, where it's like it's really funny that the leader, like one of the two leaders of the country, the whole nation can just get drunk and then complain over the nationwide intercom. <laughs> yeah, just completely blasted. <laughs> It's like, it's very similar to, like, the comedy behind uh, the, like, flashbacks in Alabasta when um, Cobra's like, ah, fuck, my daughter's going out to play with the with the neighbor kid, gotta keep an eye on him, so they're, it's, mm-hmm. like, I, they're, like, following up around it, everyone's like, what the fuck, the king's here, <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. Very different relationship with that piece of royalty. <laughs> but yes, good comparison. This is when I looked up the white voice actor uh, for the dub. <laughs> uh, we check back in on the Sun Pirates. They still exist. And at the headquarters for the Marines, uh, we see Strawberry is reporting in with his bandaged hair, which <laughs> is a good bit. Sure. <laughs> it's f- funny. I'm, like, checking my watch, and I'm like, is now the time? <laughs> uh, Arlong is now an impel down, uh, so that's, you know, the side effect of, of Strawberry's recent uh, job. But uh, he's like, we have to worry about Jinbei. He's very strong. And their way of solving that problem is to invite him to be a warlord. He's like, I don't know. There's pros, there's cons. And this is when I was like, oh, yeah, Jinbei and Arlong have to be looked at the same way in this whole web of how people are responding to this shit because he only does it to protect people. And he's like, it'll protect my crew. You know, these people who were freed slaves will be able to be real people again in society, go home to Fishman Island legally. And uh, maybe it can also make Otohime's wishes seem more likely, be more realistic if a fishman has that position on the the government's good side. And I yeah, I think that's, you know, a strategic thing that he is doing. Of course, Arlong calls him a sellout. Not in this scene. We're not there yet. But that's his yeah. that's his alternate response to it is <laughs> we have to like, you know, working with them at all is a loss. Like we can't work within their system. D- don't try. And like, you know, all the other fucking responses to this shit in this there's points to each side of it. Uh, but anyways, Jinbei eventually, of course, decides to do this. We know that he was uh, a warlord. And uh, he's like, yep, you know, I can protect my crew. I can better represent fishmen in the grand scheme of things. And uh, also, meanwhile, Hody is growing up. He's a soldier now. Um, which we knew he was, but just placing him at this point in time. Yeah, they, they, they place it where he can conveniently go, hmm, I don't know if I like what's going on here. <laughs> often yeah. yeah he is he is conveniently in the in the same room as the other <laughs> shit happening but whatever but yeah so that uh he goes and gets arlong from impel down he is yeah, free like, hey man i did this for you and he's like well you should let me rot in jail dickhead yeah i i, I would much <laughs> rather be down there on my principles than up here with yours <laughs> anyways i'm going fuck off <laughs> uh they yeah i mean they do fight uh here soon um yeah he breaks off he calls him a sellout beat each other up and he defects um and some people follow him including all the people that we saw in Arlong Park arc <laughs> and uh Jinbei in the present describes that they split into three groups and I 
need to look up the name of the other person he said because I did not recognize it. Who is a macro? Wish I knew. Who are you? I pulled up the wiki page and I don't even like... Oh, okay. Here it is. Uh, the macro pirates, a trio of fishmen who... Oh. Did, did we see them or are they like I a supporting so. bad guy somewhere? They I, they were they showed up in Saba Odi, but they were like with Duval. They literally if you pull up their wiki page, it literally says they are notable for attempting to kidnap Kami 31 times. So I think they're part of that running bit at the beginning of Saba oh, Odi. Oh, okay. I don't know why they were included at all. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I just wrote down the, the name Macro because I was like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, first appearance was with Duval. Um, anyways, uh, that answers that question. Moving on to episode 545. I think it's interesting. They kind of say that like Arlong gets away with his shit because he pays off guards. But I've always just assumed that like they just assumed he was with the Sun Pirates because they were fishmen. <laughs> And like was with them, like he like yeah he defected, but eh, but they um there's probably a level that and like the level of um I feel like the level of human oppression that Arlong was involved in was just enough that they could forgive it. Like oh, we don't care, we're getting it's money. One island. It's the he didn't east get too blue. big for his britches. That's the thing. He's in the east blue, which like retroactively we look at it now, and that's like the weakest sea. They say, <laughs> despite. Roger and Luffy being there, but you know. <laughs> the Sun Pirates return home. Hooray! Hallelujah. Yeah. Many slaves who thought they would never be here again are here. And many fishmen say, are judging Jinbei for selling out. How dare he make this compromise that protects us? Uh, under, I mean, that, which, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what uh, is. <laughs> that's exactly they, what they, it is. They, 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 it's frustrating about this because, like, they they set it up a little bit, just like the guys are like, oh man, doing what we do is cool, but sometimes I wish I was back home. And then a guy being like, I can't go home because the government will steal me back. I'm a I'm a criminal. Yeah, and that's the thing they <laughs> I'm they, a they slave. They very pointedly give you that back to back thing. Like people are like, I thought I was never gonna see my family again, and then like off to the side people being like how dare he side with the government and it's like yeah we're looking at why <laughs> you see why it's it's like and it's such a it's such a dramatic like reasoning why that it's hard to be like it's hard for someone to disagree with Jinbei without being yes obnoxious and Which, annoying yeah and that's like Arlong is like played as that like no no compromise will ever be good uh thing which is just i don't know i get i get it but <laughs> i you know jinbei did what he had to do <laughs> things are not great for long because uh oh oh i guess there's one scene i don't want to skip over where otahime is like this is great and neptune's like yeah but now if the government wants him to do bullshit he has to <laughs> like and then the and then like it's his blood on the line which is true uh and uh yeah things aren't great for long because a celestial dragon ship shows up i shouldn't shows up is not specific enough it's like sinking down here and they're it's like crashing and like should we save him why the fuck would they be down here anyway and they decide oh tahime is like yes save them i will go myself to uh welcome them 
with with my own face and hands. She doesn't get there fast enough. Uh, spoilers. But uh, before she's there, the dragon like comes off of his ship, bloodied, messed up, and is like firing his gun off. Like someone get over here and uh, give me medical attention. I'm better than all of you. Why aren't you rushing to save me? I am so much more important than you. And it's just everyone's just like, I don't think I'm gonna help him. I don't want to. <laughs> he sucks really bad. And uh, you know, there's there's, you know, some former slaves stroll up. Turns out that he's down here to get them after he was uh upset about <laughs> the government, you know, making that deal with Jinbei. Like, okay, you're the warlord. These people are legal again. And he's like, no fair. Some of them might have been mine. I'm going to go get them back. Yeah. The fl- the flashback with him is just like so... <laughs> like, all of the, the Celestial Dragon stuff is just like... There's not an ounce of subtlety in you know, the room. Uh, I would like... I-, I think the Celestial Dragons would be a better menace if we didn't see 99% of them be cartoonish looking monstrous man children. Yeah. It's a double edged (laughs) sword because obviously you're supposed to be like how laughable these fucking pathetic people are, but also they do great evil deeds. Yeah. Like I, I think the only, I don't even know if we saw the like secret Mary Joa fucking meeting in between the time skip where they're like, ah, shit's, shit's getting crazy, huh? And then that was about it. And those guys look normal, but it, I don't know. I feel like if they just, if they seemed like super like emotionless and prim and proper, like rich caricatures in that way, like overly like, like what's the word? Over enunciating and stuff. I, I just, I'd feel less annoyed. I just, them look, being like these cartoonish, like, baby people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. And that's, the, and, and I feel uh, like a comeuppance on them. Like, it was cool seeing them get punched, but it's still like, it, it, it feels like it's, I don't know, in, in wrestling, you see, you see the guy come out and he's like, the local sports team sucks. <laughs> and then and then the good guy music hits and he comes down and like hits him with a finisher and everyone's cheering. It's like it's that that level of like <laughs> there's no subtlety. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it is it is like simultaneously this depiction of like you know, the worst type of person who can't do anything for themselves and acts this way. But also, I want to laugh at them for that, so I'm gonna draw them like the w- I mean, the way that they do. Um, it's we talked about this with the the flashbacks with Sabo and their fucked up like adopted brother and like all the other characters there who are just like they 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 look the way that they are in in that like a weird way. It, like they he wants you to look at them and hate them, and it's like sure, okay, I get it, but also. <laughs> It is like it is difficult to take some of the gravity seriously, like you're saying. Yeah, double-edged sword. Anyways, yeah, he's he's uh, <laughs> causing a problem. He's like, I'm better than all you. Give yeah. me, give me, uh, give me a, a helmet, and I, I assume he's referring to like I don't have to breathe the poor people air helmet. Yes, 
uh-huh. what she just assumes we're going to have down there. <laughs> I mean, I guess they do. Yeah. Because he gets it, one. <laughs> also, his demand also just... It feels like when we're supposed to go, ha-ha, that Bill Gates thinks a Totito's pizza is 30 bucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a bubble for my head. What could it cost? $10? <laughs> but yeah. Basically, all the people are like, look, you only have power up, up there because the Marines will break their back to to defend you down here. Now you don't have anything. So if we just killed you and nobody said anything about it, we could pass it off as an accident. And, I, and they're like, I don't think anybody's going to say anything about it. If I do that. Um, so they're getting ready to unload some bullets into this man. Uh, but Otohime rushes in and protects him. Once they realize what has happened, they they don't seem to understand why she would do this, and to some extent, me neither. I do, but uh, also I'm like the worst possible people. <laughs> like any other human. Like I get why you save random humans if their ship crashes, but this dude, come on. And uh, a lot of her reasoning is like, look, there are kids here. I don't want them to inherit this pain and this hate. Uh, we should let them grow up. And make their own opinions. And it's like, they're seeing they're seeing the Celestial Dragon be this awful, <laughs> hateful person anyway. It's not as simple as them growing up and making their own decisions. Because this shit is happening in front of them regardless. And it will still be happening if you just let them grow up and make their own opinions. It's just not that simple. Uh, but, of course, these are similar to Tiger's final words. Uh, and... Fucking evidenced the Celestial Dragon immediately just grabs her as a hostage with his gun that he has. Yeah, this is your fish queen down here, but to me, you're just a fish. Yeah, fucked up. Uh, speaking of kids who are here, uh, her kids are here. All four of them. Yeah. And <laughs> very giant one. Let's let's forget all of the fucking allegories and metaphors and racism to talk about lore. And other setup shit, because when Shirohoshi <laughs> cries, Sea King show up. Hmm. That's just a thing that also gets set up in the middle of this. <laughs> Anyways. It's surely not gonna come up later. No! Of course not! <laughs> also, speaking of, Vanderdecken saw this. <laughs> saw this. <laughs> you know... I just, I love Vanderdecken's design. He's, it's, <laughs> it's, he's, he's the he's, worst, but it's... Yeah. It's, he, it's, it's, that, it's that similar <laughs> double-edged sword where it's like, it's all goofy and ridiculous and, you know, deprecating to him in his character, but also it is rooted in all these terrible, awful things that he's saying and doing. He, 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 looks, he looks silly. He looks like, uh, he just looks like a, a, car, a cartoon character as much as, like, even more well, so than the rest of the characters in the series do, if that makes sense. He makes me think of like what he looks like to me is in Tom and Jerry when Tom gets the zoot suit. This is Vanderdecken, but as a fish. <laughs> <laughs> but a fish is is a lot of these characters' designs, though. And he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I heard once that <laughs> there's a legend <laughs> passed down in the Decken family. <laughs> there's a mermaid that can summon sea kings. Yeah, once every and I could have that power." If I marry her. 
<laughs> sure, buddy. And, and then they go, dude, she's sick. She's like, you're right about that. That's something we got to figure out how to fix. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> like, he's not even like, who cares? He's like, you know, we we need to find a way to, <laughs> to work around yeah, he's, that. He's like, you raise an excellent point. <laughs> we'll come back to him later. The situation is basically resolved by a bunch of Sea Kings showing up. <laughs> and uh, after they nurse him back to health, Aladdin is like, fine, if you say so, queen. He goes back up to the surface and is saying a bunch of awful, terrible things because of who he is. And she's like, wait, but what if I came with you <laughs> and learned more about the surface and your celestial dragons and I negotiated with you, you know, the situation we have, this... this this uh, Fishman Island go to the surface plan I got. Everyone's like, bad idea! <laughs> Don't do that! But she does. She leaves. To be continued. Uh, two episodes left. 546 uh, starts with Vander Decken learning about a special box. A special box called the Tomate Box. And there's some shit inside of it that apparently makes people age. <laughs> and he's like, look, I get the box. I use whatever it is on the on the kid. She becomes hot mermaid lady. She's an adult. I'm not a weirdo. Yeah, that's the solution. That easy. Yeah, and uh, they they even make a joke about like, what if she gets even bigger? And he's like, that's fine. It's considering Deccan's actual actions at all rubs me the wrong way. But eventually, like they're like, what if that doesn't work? He's like, why don't you just marry her anyway? Everybody already knows you're a fucking creep. And he's like, excellent point. I will propose to the six-year-old. <laughs> okay. It, it's in all of this just so he could presumably make her cry a lot to summon sea kings for him. I guess, like, I think his idea is that uh, she'll be able to control it. And then he can control her. But yes, what you're saying is as stupid as you are saying. <laughs> Um, because it seems that it is just in response to her being emotional. Good thing we don't know that she's a constant crybaby. <laughs> Anyways, so the rest of this episode is very serious. <laughs> um, people are worried about Otohime not yet returning, uh, and after a week she does. Um, hooray, hooray, she comes back with a very special piece of paper saying, look, the Celestial Dragons are open to the idea. Of us going topside. We just, you know, I have this paper. I still need a bunch of signatures. Who's with me? And everyone's like, I don't really trust any deal they agree with. Like, uh, if they're on board, that makes me skeptical. Like, why do they want Fishman closer to them? We can't assume any good faith. Which is extremely fair because we're talking about the Celestial Dragon. It's not even like any other government official or... or anything it's just like the celestial dragon specifically want fishmen closer to them <laughs> the people who have slaves <laughs> i don't know if i trust that and uh she, nobody you know is responding to her speech and she's very sad about it but one one hand reaches up and drops in the shit the signature and uh it's a kid and then slowly more and more come in and then a bunch of them come in and she cries she's very happy wonderful victory uh and jinbei is like you know, denouncing hate is one thing, but inspiring hope is better. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, and he goes on to say this is better than fighting. And it's like, oh, okay, but 
<laughs> making these grand sweeping platitudes and there's just a lot of nuance <laughs> going on you know like the celestial dragons you know you can't really talk to them so maybe you have to punch them in the face you know Jinbei <laughs> I just think you're oversimplifying things anyways later that night Otohime explains that the sea king power that Shirohoshi has just has passed down in their family <laughs> just happens every I don't know hundred years Every other line, I don't know if it's like a Joestar thing, but... Um, <laughs> it's a few hundred years or so. Yeah, but she also explains that one day, she'll meet someone to guide them on how to use that power. Silhouette looks like Luffy, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wonder if it'll be someone who, who understands hockey well enough for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's the end of it for now. Because bad news... While she is collecting signatures, someone sets them on fire. The rest of this episode is very dramatic and serious. Uh, she dumps water on herself and starts pulling papers out of the fire. Everyone's like, okay, okay, yeah, let's, let's also try and save these papers that we can. This goes on for a little bit until uh, a gunshot is heard. It was, an, it was at her. Oh, did he may? And, uh, uh... <sighs> Deccan gets a chance to talk, touch Shirohoshi real quick, and he runs away. Um, just, that had to be included, I guess. He couldn't have just done that any other time. Uh, but other traumas ensue. Uh, and, uh, you know, her whole family is there. Everyone's freaking out. This is the queen of the, of the place, and they all seem to agree with her now, which uh, amplifies the trauma. Uh, Fukuboshi uh, says that he wants to get revenge on the people who did this, and... Um, in some weird word choices, she says, stay calm. This is my fault. <laughs> this is my fault for not paying enough attention to the signatures that I worked so hard to get. Uh, and, uh, and then she, you know, echoes the same platitudes of, you know, don't be angry at the people who did this. Don't do any violence on my part or in my name. Sure. Okay. I get it. And uh, for some reason, she rejects medical attention, at least with Tiger. I I got the message of that. I yeah. don't get why Odahime like puts her hands up and it's like, no, no, I'm on my way out. I you could make some assumptions, like she knows, like she can feel it that there's no recovering. I don't know. For some reason, I seem to remember her having glass skin and paper bones, but <laughs> that doesn't seem to be true. So <laughs> I don't know. That's whatever. But she of course dies. Shiroho, she cries. They now know that her um, crying will summon a bunch of sea kings. And uh, so their what, their weird uh, behaviors yeah. are born from uh, trauma. That's yeah, classic, <laughs> classic. They develop their vocal tics in an attempt to calm her down. He does his stupid mamba dance, and the other Fukuboshi's just staying with their mom. Um, that's why he's uh, tolerable in the present. <laughs> <laughs> he also gets to look normal too so that helps yeah <laughs> relatively <laughs> normal uh yeah so that's i mean that's my last note on the episode so i guess it ends there yeah sad mom did bummer hate to see it uh so one more episode to discuss oh boy 547 the thrilling conclusion of all this backstory jinbei upset, understandably <laughs> Someone is, you know, seen with a gun and is chased uh, that they are calling the shooter. By the time Jinbei gets there, he has been killed by Horty, a soldier. 
and uh, he's it's a human. Oh no! Yes, sure, sure. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you you sound like you don't believe this. <laughs> Oof. You know. You don't believe Hordy Jones. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> believe this man who. Uh, last, last episode we recorded was like, we're going to bring down Fishman Island, uh, is the one who stopped the, who killed the killer. You don't believe Hardy Jones, the bad guy of the Ark, hmm. Well, (laughs) and I, I also don't believe that a random human was just, a random pirate human was just so, he heard rumblings out there about. Some uppity fish lady who thought she could join the fucking world government. Fuck you, <laughs> bitch. You can't do that. <laughs> you raise excellent points. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's obvious, but... Um, <laughs> uh, Jinbei, of course, is like, look, she doesn't want more hatred. We have to just hide this. If it, like, Jinbei <laughs> believes it. But doesn't want to address it. And Hordy's like... Jim- <laughs> J- and Hordy's like, no! No! <laughs> this is an example! And he picks up the human and tells everyone that the human did this. And, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, what progress she had made undone by Hordy Jones. And, uh, Neptune, King Neptune locks himself away in a tower so he doesn't murder anybody. Because he's understandably very, very upset. Regardless of who did it. And he's like, she wouldn't want me to do anything violent or hurt anybody. So I'm just going to lock myself away so I don't have a chance. <laughs> he bangs his head against a, a wall until his crown falls off and he bleeds. Some days pass. He finally emerges uh, because he does not want to miss the funeral. In those days that have passed, Shirohoshi has received five love letters that just fly at her. Yeah, because earlier... Uh... We like <laughs> Vader deck like touched her, yeah. And then once. some guy was like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing over here? It's like, Oh, sorry, <laughs> yep, yeah. They make sure to include that, just uh, just get it in there real quick. <laughs> I, I I appreciate it, and then they're willing to let us know that he did, in fact, touch her for his power to work. He had to, <laughs> had to do it. It's just like in the most dramatic moment, they have to sneak yeah. it in there. The uh, the love letters was just. <laughs> It's just like, hi, I love the, I love the mermaid. Let me marry her. <laughs> marry me, please. Yeah, just marry me, please. I love her. And then there's like, who are the Vanderdeck? And that's, that's like a pirate family. Uh, this is a problem. Yeah. And he's like, uh, the kids can't come to the funeral. Uh, <laughs> we'll deal with this later. So that's sad, uh, that they don't get to go, uh, at the funeral. They they do, or at least Fukuboshi sends a transponder snail to project. His, he's skyping in. He can't be yeah. there. And uh, he says, "Look, our our our. It will take us time to to heal and deal with this. There's a lot of you know. This hurts. This sucks. But she would want us to to keep moving forward. And there will be future World Summit events that uh that we can attend. It, even though we probably won't be able." To recover for this next one, but there will be more every other number of years, and we should do that once we're able. Maybe like I don't know, right after Luffy gets to our island. 
there's <laughs> there, there's a boy who's made of rubber yeah. and uh, he's gonna fix it yeah we don't want to rush it we want to make sure he befriends as many princesses as possible but it is important that we go anyways that's the end of the flashback yeah we're done we go back to the present uh jinbei ends his powerpoint presentation uh on why racism uh was bad and he apologizes again. You know, he's like, I was never able to stop Arlong. I always chose to let him live. There were consequences. And he apologizes. And for some reason, Sanji's like, okay, well, kill yourself then. <laughs> I'm assuming the subs were just as straightforward about it. Uh, the subtitle said, then, uh, like, slice your stomach. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I mean, that's that's much more subtle than the dub. Uh, the, the dub. The dub literally has him say, kill yourself. Uh, pay with pay with your own life, uh, because of all the 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 things that happened. And Nami's like, shut you, cause you don't speak for me. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Nami's like, look, I'll never forgive Arlong. I'll never be able to. But I'm not gonna blame you or any other fishman for what he did. That was a pretty singular event. <laughs> you know what? My life's good, pretty great now, actually. So yeah. Um, and that's yeah. I mean, you know. We know that Jinbei is great. And for some reason, he's like reminded of the tiger's final words and Otohime's final words. And he's like, okay, I guess, I mean, they were right. You know, future generations won't view everything the exact same way. And uh, Jinbei cries at this. It's very emotional. I like that Frankie cried. Frankie loves a good emotional story. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad he read the room and didn't pull out like a ukulele. But uh, (laughs) he, yeah, he loves a good story. Also, I mean... He's not really, uh, we, talk, we, we haven't talked about him much, but he, you know, is close to some fishmen who have suffered yeah. violence from the state. <laughs> so I don't remember much about the Water 7 backstory to know how racist it was, but I'm sure it was inherently. But uh, anyways, the last thing that happens after it, Jinbei starts crying is that Luffy falls down. <laughs> it starts snoring. And it reveals that he has been asleep this whole time, which is pretty funny. It's actually because he, he wakes up and he's like, oh, so what happened to that thief that the queen caught? Yeah, literally <laughs> the first thing that happened. <laughs> so he got bored right away. Yeah. Um, it's funny because every now and then they'll, they'll cut to him like you can't see his face because his hat's like covering it. Like he's yeah. dramatically <laughs> thinking about this. But no, of course not. Why would no. he, under any <laughs> circumstances, listen to a story? <laughs> um. So yeah, that's funny. And uh, Nami, Nami and Shirohoshi say hi to each other. Shirohoshi says that it feels like they've been friends a long time. I don't know what that means. Um, she's gay. That's what. Uh, fair. Uh, moving on. <laughs> fair. <laughs> easy, easy read there. Fair enough. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. I, thought <laughs> I like. I like the. I mean, of course, if the first hu- human woman you see is is Nami, like. a lot of gears click into place (laughs) yeah yeah just wait till robin comes out of that forest uh but anyways our 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 coda for this final section uh jinbei reminds us of the plot (laughs) jinbei's like all right so uh hordy's trying to overthrow the government we should deal with that now that we've had story time yeah uh somehow hody hates humans even more than arlong did the the big line between them is that Hody will kill literally anyone uh, between him and his goals, including fishmen who sympathize with humans. You know, if you're not, if you don't hate humans, you're the enemy in Hody's eyes. 
they bring up that the reverie is happening again soon. They have gathered enough signatures to, you know, go in there and present their case. Uh, and Jinbei's like, that's probably why he's doing it now, is to stop that again. Uh, so, uh, oh, also, uh, I think it's Ha-Chan who's like, it's probably worse than that. <laughs> and uh, the final thing that happens, the big snail shows up. <laughs> it's very big, Denden Mushi. Before they can discuss what bad things could happen, Chopper's <laughs> like, what the fuck is that snail doing? It's bigger than me. It's bigger than Chopper. And it's, of course, a transponder snail, and it projects. Now that we know projections can happen, um, I guess we've yeah, known since... video transponder. I guess we've known since uh, Marineford, but... Yeah, it shows up and projects an image of, uh, of Hody. And they're like, there he is. And, you know, only some of the people here have seen him. <laughs> but it's him. And the way that he talks, it seems to be implied that this is going off all over the island. Because he doesn't specifically address the straw hats or everything. He just says, like, hello, everyone, or something. But the big cliffhanger, the big to-be-continued, is just him saying his name. He's like, I am Horty Jones. Ba-ba. Okay. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Cool. He's going to say the F word. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Don't do it. And it's bad because Chopper's never heard of the F word, and <laughs> he'll destroy his world. Yeah, there's a there's a comic I I retweeted a, a while ago that was him and Zoro being like, "Can I can I cuss?" And Zoro's like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "I'm nervous," and that's that's absolutely canon. Gotta shield his his baby ears. But that's it. We have we have gone through the Fishman Island history books. And we have discussed that racism is bad. How do you feel outside of all the other shit that we've talked about? Glad we got that over with. Yeah, I, I, I got it all in one. I was like, you know what? <laughs> one episode of, of uh, a flashback. It's not that many episodes, but I knew we'd be on it for a little bit. But yeah, now that we've got all that taken care of, we can just uh, watch Luffy beat the shit out of people, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got we got like two or three episodes left of Fishman Island, podcast-wise, anyway. Uh, I think so. Yeah, like I think maybe three. I'd have to check, but because so there's like twenty-ish episodes on the episode guide left. So, uh, yeah, five seventy-four is the the last one. I don't know if I yeah, that's the last one I have on an episode, probably, but. Yeah, I mean, we just keep watching it, and eventually we'll be <laughs> caught up, right? That's how the. I think that's how like it works. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you know, I, I. I spend so much time making the schedules precisely so I don't have to think about it any other time. <laughs> uh, so it's like, yeah, it'll end uh, when it ends. <laughs> but yeah, it's like whiplash going between this and and Wano, um, and also going back and forth between like. I don't know. The world keeps getting bigger. <laughs> I don't want to be too yeah. specific because I don't want to spoil or stress you out, but I'm stressed out. So, <laughs> but we'll get there eventually, you know, like I think 2022, as long as we keep our Patreon goals up to, to do two episodes a month. And that's a great chance to transition into our, our plugs because you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash we are watching OP. The OP stands for One Piece. The name of the treasure on the Grand Line. <laughs> um, and you can get these episodes early, a couple days early, and our bonus episodes that we put out each month. I said that we were going to do the Toriko ones. We might do the 
the Nami movie first while it's fresher. I haven't decided, and this episode comes out in a month, so uh, <laughs> just go find out. Look at our Twitter, which is also we are watching OP, or just back us on Patreon, because all of our benefits right now are just at the $1 level. Um, so get in there. Help us uh, keep our goal of two episodes a month. You can also look ahead at our schedule um, that I was referring to earlier. Hey, thank you to all the patrons for the podcast, because of you guys, we get to, well, I get to go through the show faster. Uh, if you keep this up, we'll be at this current pace we're on. Uh, if the money stops flowing in, um, can't be sure. Uh, thank you to Adam B, Adam W, Andrew, Ashok, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Deus Aqueous, Endless Moon, Eric V, Gage, Heidi, Jay Harkins, Jackson, Jalen, Genesis, Cat D, Cat F, Ken, Kyle, Lucas, Luke, Mallory, Marcus, Martin, Mick Foley 299, Morgan, Miss New Vegas, Paulina, Peter, Rem, Riley, Ryan, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Trey, and Vatiki. Uh but yeah, thank you so much everybody. And again, patreon.com slash we are watching OP. Uh Jory, where could people find you on the internet? You can you can find me on on Twitter, no I'm Jory. At this point, if you th- if you know someone who's named Jory and you haven't told me, you're gonna be in trouble soon. That's true. That's where I've I seen post. It. I make I make posts online. Unfortunately, I make posts online. You can see the the video games I'm playing. If you're like, hmm, I like Jory's thoughts on. One piece. Maybe he has good taste in other media. And in fact, I do. It's crazy how that works. <laughs> well, I mean, as of now, your name is Chris Angel Stan. <laughs> I, I, I was very drunk on Christmas. And, yeah, because you you uh, kept a typo in. So yeah, I did. Uh, I was watching Chris Angel, and whew, wheels did too good of a job. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Chris Angel just thinks he's the coolest fucking person in the world. Remember when you were in my apartment back when that was legal <laughs> and we just watched him present a wrestling match of John Cena and uh, and uh, Vince McMahon and we just lost our shit? Uh, I kept saying Chris, I was very drunkenly saying Chris Angel's my dad and no one would engage with me on it so I could explain. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody not is not everybody is listening to Interstitial and finds Chris Angel <laughs> relevant in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty one when this comes out. And it's not like if they engaged me on it, they'd be like compelled by what I my <laughs> explanation of it. What? No, there's this podcast. <laughs> podcast I was on and played my character's father figure vaguely taught me how to drive. <laughs> Interstitial's so uh, fucking good. I've got other podcasts here in the network. I'm hopefully going to figure out for them soon. We're talking about going monthly of just like random wrestling things. We got we got school and work, and I do this podcast, so we're trying to figure stuff out. My mm-hmm. next semester starts soon, so we're probably going to figure it out after that because he also has school, and which is casual wrestling fan podcast, and then... Sis and Hank, uh, I'll record more for that 
when I figure that out after my school. You know, it sucks when you're like, I need to do something, but also something is happening soon that'll make, like, that making plans now is not a good idea. Yep, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot to navigate. Life just keeps happening, you know? Believe everything it or happens not, all the time. Everything happens all the time. <laughs> what about you? Where can we find you? Well, uh, I have another podcast uh, on the Orange Ghost Podcast Network called Got It Memorized. It is a podcast where currently we are discussing and recapping the plot of Final Fantasy X II, a very strange video game for many <laughs> reasons that we discuss every Tuesday. Uh, so you can go listen to that. You can support that show on Patreon if you're a big fan and you want to hear our bonus episodes. Because uh, I talk about JoJo every month. Uh, or not every <laughs> month, every other month. The, op- the other opposite months will be when Wheels uh, explains to me Elder Scrolls lore. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, wh- but that's really all I got right now. I'm not, I don't have any streams uh, planned ha- for, uh, at the moment. Has, has Wheels explained to you like the backstory betwi- behind orcs? Like... Or why orcs exist in Elder Scrolls? Uh, maybe, and I might have forgotten. Okay. Off to on, the off chance, on the off chance I haven't, I want Wheels to explain it to you, because it'll be funnier. Okay. <laughs> I'll, uh, the last episode we did was I, I put in a request, and I was like, can you tell me about this roleplay that was canon on the forums, and the writers of the game <laughs> roleplayed as characters from the game? That's and, awesome. And it, like, it was like a courtroom drama. It was great. <laughs> Two people explode in that real play. <laughs> Incredible. I love uh, bullshit. Gotta memorize the name of that podcast. And uh, that's that's about it that I have to, to plug right now. My Twitter is Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O, by the way. Uh, now, when I stop having streams to plug, Lord knows if I'll tweet at all. But if I am going <laughs> to stream, or if anything does happen, that's where you'll find out. <laughs> we gotta do a way out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've been talking about streaming a way out for calendar Almost years. Almost three years. Yeah, and we streamed Sea of Thieves once and never did anything else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll do, we'll do that eventually. <laughs> and yeah, I guess that's I guess that's it. That's all we have to plug. I think. Thanks again if you support us on Patreon. Thanks for listening in general. I have a feeling this episode of the podcast is going to get some discussion in the Discord. Uh, so you can join us there. If you want to, there's a link to the Orange Groves Discord uh, at the Orange Groves website, theorangegroves.com, at the bottom of the page. Uh, if you're not already a member, it'd just be cool. There's a lot of messy subjects that uh, got discussed in this episode, so, uh, you know, just be cool. <laughs> uh, anyways, I guess that's it. I can't think of anything else, so. Weird note to cap it on. Oh, yeah, I gotta predict. Oh, yeah. What's up next? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, think, I think I have a good idea of what's gonna happen next. Great. Here, here's what it is. It's um, where uh, Hody Jones is like, he's broadcasting not only to the Straw Hats, but he's probably sent off like 70 different transponder snails all across the country. Who knows how fucking big it is? If it's 5 million people, that's more than my state and the surrounding states combined. So I don't have, I don't have a good measure for like population size. There seems to be like multiple layers. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder, does she count the Fishman district that isn't technically in the bubble? I don't know. Anyways, 
<laughs> um, he's like, I, I am taking, I am finally bringing down the Fishman Island because some of you guys were nice to humans once. <laughs> and I got it's... the receipts. You liked their <laughs> tweets. <laughs> and it's gonna, there's gonna be huge, huge, just all out civil war inside the Fishman Islands. And, all hope is going to be lost. Jinbei is taken down because Hordy Jones took like 500 of the energy steroids so he can <laughs> beat anyone. And then what's that? Someone comes riding in from the surface. It's Koala and her pro Fishman army <laughs> that she uh, that she got, that she that she brought up from she like grew from the surface she found other like fishmen sympathizers and people who are like you know fishmen are actually kind of cool and she's gonna come and save them she's also like jacked she's gonna be like <laughs> buff <laughs> hell yeah well, that's great that's all very never true. been wrong never been wrong before <laughs> and we'll we'll see all of the proof in the next episode uh and until then <laughs> to be to be Continued. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah, of them. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship Bum on the pilot you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so uh, yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We can make a board game about it.